this is Inside Outlands. I'm your host, Nat Ryle. Joining me today is Smash, guild leader of Pawn. What's going on, man? How you doing, Mike? Yeah, uh, me and you have been trying to sync up here for a while. It, tur- it turns out, I think we're like 14-hour time different, maybe more. It's it's 5 a.m. for me, and it's what for you? Yeah, it's uh, basically 6 p.m. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. So we, we figured out a time this weekend that worked. I'm, I'm glad we were able to finally meet up, though, because this is probably the most amount of community questions I've ever had. Of course, half of them are garbage, but, you know, people wanted to, to hear you talk. Yes, uh, and I can see who they all came from. And, um, you know, fantastic questions <laughs> from everybody, but there's a lot of garbage in there. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just get right into it. Uh, you know, wh- why would I interview you? Like, who are you in, in Outlands? Uh, <laughs> we're just uh, a bunch of guys. I mean, me, I was just the first one who said, let's start the guild up, uh, basically. Um, so, you know, we came from the last shard. I mean, that's where PWN uh, was started. Um, it wasn't an Oceanic guild back then, but uh, I stole the name anyway and, and brought it across. Uh, and, and I mean, basically the reason I wanted to start a guild anyway was because on the last shard, there wasn't a whole lot of Australians, uh, or even people in the oceanic time zone. And, uh, you know, so uh, actually having a lot of people to play with didn't really happen. So it, it was actually really difficult at times. Uh, you know, you're, you're all alone for all the time and, uh, I didn't want that when I came to this new shard or for any other Australian or, you know, Oceanic or anyone who just plays in uh, a shitty, unpopulated time zone to have to deal with playing alone. Yeah, I come from EVE Online and, and uh, your time zone is the most coveted time zone. Like it, all the alliances recruit Australians to get Australian factions because they just go wreak havoc in the game world because no one is playing at this ungodly hour yeah and it well unfortunately it does it does work in uh you know good and bad ways i mean yeah for uh pvm guys they probably have to deal a lot less with the pks out there but on the same token when we actually want to go out on our pks there's you know there's not often a lot of people out there for us to fight so uh def definitely good and bad uh you know, our guild isn't as big as obviously a lot of the the bigger American ones, so um, it's probably good <laughs> we don't have to compete with their member numbers, but sometimes it would be nice to have more people to fight. Yeah, that's probably the biggest difference between you guys and the rest of the Shard. It's just your your awkward time zone. So, what are the what are some of the struggles you had uh, on Outlands trying to you know dominate that time zone? We haven't really had any struggles. Uh, at the start of the shard, we took a while to, to kick off. Um, I'm surprised that we've gotten as big as we've gotten now, to be honest. Um, you know, it took us a while to, to get into the high end stuff and, and to learn what to do and, and what we needed to, to do to, to get involved. Uh, but since then, you know, there's a, there's a, a really great slot for us that, there's no other guild like ours that exists that kind of gave us a real edge where we can just take over at, at, at that point. So what challenges were there? Um, not a lot, really. Do you, uh, how do you keep your PvP guys busy then if there's no, if there's no big guys to go fight? 
Uh, <laughs> um, it's a good question. Well, unfortunately, every once in a while you go for a couple of runs in a dungeon and, and you, you don't find somebody. Uh, uh, lately, it's actually been pretty good with the pet guys. They've been getting a lot more active lately, which has definitely been a big help. Uh, but then you've also got, even on the large, you know, the American guilds always have uh, sort of like their members that are up later or earlier than everybody else doing bosses and and what have you that you can always uh you know sneak up on every once in a while so yeah there's plenty to do still yeah uh there's probably early euro players too that get on earlier and then every guild's got their got their 24 7 members too i mean i'm sure there's people to interact with i'm just curious if you had any any tricks to like stir up controversy you know that early in the in the game um, no, 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 we don't, no, we're not, uh, we don't really go and start shit like that. We basically just get on voice, recall around to a bunch of dungeons, laugh when we die and, uh, <laughs> call it a day, really. Yeah. Who's, who's that dude in Discord that's always crying at, uh, it's the early, early, uh, uh, Corpse Creek contest. Tech, is it Tech? He's always there all by himself screaming for people to show up and fight him. Oh, well, I don't. If you're referring to tech, I don't think he's around anymore. Was this recent or was this a little bit ago? Nah, it's probably like two months ago. Yeah, tech's gone. Tech's long gone. But uh, he was Zed Guild. Oh, okay. Oh, Ted. Oh, it's, it's Ted. Um, oh, yeah. I don't, we don't do a lot of factions or Corpse Creek, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. I don't, personally, I find it hard to schedule in like a solid half an hour or by the time you do factions and Corpse Creek, it's, uh, you know, like an hour's worth of sort of locked-in activities, which I'm not really a fan of. So uh, I personally don't get involved all that much in that kind of stuff. Yeah, so you kind of favor the the, the in-world reaction? Definitely. Uh, I, I've definitely had much more fun just even just running into a dungeon, uh, you know, going somewhere like Mausoleum, you run into the vampires and you end up dead. Uh, you know, just through a comedy of errors. Like, that is much more fun, uh, you know, as long as you're, <laughs> you're doing it and then you're laughing with everybody, than, yeah, half an hour of running around in a faction. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Some of that stuff feels pretty artificial and, and PvP just for PvP's sake, whereas if you're in the dungeon with your with your buddies, shit starts going down. It's a little more, uh, I don't know, it feels like it has more meaning for some reason. <laughs> uh, it, it definitely has more screenshot value and then uh, being able to shit talk in uh, in Outlands Discord. So you, you mentioned uh, Pass Shard. What's the what's the Pass Shard that, that you kind of spent the most time in? And I guess you said you formed you formed Pawn there too. Uh, I didn't. Okay, so uh, myself and another, like one of my sort of here, uh, El Horno, we... Started a champ group over there, but we didn't create the guild poem. Um, that sort of happened when I was on a break and it was, uh, basically just rehashing a guild name that another one of our members had from previous as well. So yeah, I, I'm not the creator of the guild at all. I just stole it for Outlands. Uh, but yeah, I played on Renaissance and before that was pretty much the first shard that I ever played. That was about Two years, I think, I played. 
Um, I played a little bit when I was a kid. Before that, never played on OSI or, or anything like that. Uh, I don't really remember how old I was when I played, but I just played on a, a free Australian shard, and it was very PvP-centric. I remember <coughs> dying a lot, um, and that was about the extent of uh, my UR experience until I got bored oh, okay. one day. Okay, so, uh, so that's a good shard, though. Uh, people seem to... It was pretty pop. Actually, it's still popular. It still has a couple hundred players, so... Yeah, absolutely. It's not too bad. Uh, I, I think a lot of people will sort of gravitate towards the whole... Uh, no fluoros, no fire steeds, no ridiculous bullshit that comes with uh, some of the other shards. You know, Piona sort of really sticks to his guns in in what he wants and and what he wants for his players. Yeah, and he he adds he it looks like he adds some interesting content that kind of fits in with their vision too. So it's not just the uh, the base game, although I mean that's that's their strong point too. Strong point. Yeah, I think at some point you have to venture outside of the base game. I mean, the reason games get updates or expansions at all is because people get bored of doing the same thing every day. Um, I certainly couldn't have played on a pure renaissance. It's just this one publishment, you know, publication, that's it, play that for the next five years. I, no, I, I probably wouldn't do that. Like, you need to... You definitely need to be adding content in that that fits within the era. <coughs> so sort of like what Outlands, uh, you know, continues to do. Like they they add content that fits in in what they've created. And as long as they don't go breaking uh, what they've what they've already put in place, then it'll work, and people will keep being entertained. Yeah, uh, what drew you to Outlands? Then was it just fall on the population, or, or was there uh, was there something else? Um. <laughs> I, I actually had, I, I wasn't going to try Outlands at all. Um, but due to work and a couple other little bits and pieces, uh, I, uh, I hadn't been playing on Renaissance for a while. I think it was about half a year. And, uh, I, I kind of got usurped from, uh, my guild leadership position. So I was in uh, a little bit of uh, a bad mood. So I basically you know, jumped on the beta and, and had a look. And uh, what initially drew me in wasn't, you know, the thought of the population or anything like that. But Renaissance is, is very much if you want a PVM, you make a tamer. If you want to do the, yeah, his, the, the new content, which is like the Iron Man maps and all that kind of stuff, you make a very specific Dexa. If you want a PvP, you make a stun mage. It, it, there's you know, people complain about the diversity that we have on Outlands, but there was even less of it on Renaissance, which was the biggest draw card for me. Yeah, there's definitely diversity here, but it does it does kind of get pigeonholed as well. Uh, but they keep they also keep tweaking things to try to keep things viable. You know, they have a nerf to tamers coming, and uh, yeah, uh, definitely, it's a, a but a little more ever evolving. Yeah. There's people, uh, you know, if you, <laughs> people are pigeonholed, but then you've got people like Wes who could probably make, you know, four or five just builds that nobody have thought of that, you know, can compete just about as good as any other one. Um, so, you know, if you think outside the box, there are ways to make builds that, that do fine. I mean, we've got a lot of our, a couple of our guild members now, including myself, who are moving away from our tamers to play other builds. Just because they'll be more fun, uh, you know. Even if they're not going to be the top, doesn't really matter. 
And that's the great thing. You can't, you couldn't really do that on Renaissance like, unless you really wanted to gimp yourself. Yeah, we had a, our, our top damager is Sicario, and he was always on his tamer. And yep. the last the last two months, he went off on the deep end and made some crazy peacemaking build with like fifty weapon skill and ten gold links, and that shit worked. He was having fun with it the last two months, and then they kind of dialed. I think they just dialed back that change, but. Yeah, if you get in there and, and just with the way they have their new skills and making everything viable and the chains and aspect gear, you can really start to make some stuff that's pretty out there and that actually works too. Well, I think that's probably the beauty and uh, you know, what they're going to expand on in the future. Like They don't have to change skills anymore. Like The skills are basically set, but they can now create more aspects that just allow you to use the skills in different ways. Yeah, or... Uh, or buff aspects that aren't really up to par, like uh, poison. You, like a guy in Discord said, make poison great again. And uh, he's yeah. absolutely right. That, like Poison, air, there's a couple and they, they can kind of beef up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've all, I assume, heard about the, I think it's going to be some sort of blood or necro aspect and uh, uh, the priest or something is, you know, the rumors that have gone around and... You know, the, uh, I think I saw a quote from Luthius that just said that, uh, you know, it'll allow people to create builds that you never would have been able to before with the skills that are already there. So that's, um, you know, uh, they've just, yeah, they've pretty much nailed it on the head, I think, in what you can do with your game time. Uh, so uh, you said you did, you did champ spawns on, on Renaissance. What do you think about champ spawns versus the, uh, the Outlands bosses? Uh, I think I prefer the Outlands bosses at the moment. Um, what ends up happening well, when I very first started doing champs, um, I had alt Q for all kill and I had mouse scroll up for, uh, like target closest gray. And I literally spammed that thousands of times per champ. And I swear my wrists at the end of every one were, uh, they were sore, but. Uh, once I realized that there were macros for that kind of thing, uh, we all just ended up making three tamers and, you know, we all just had a macro that did the whole thing for us. So, it, you know, we were doing the champs, but it was real. you know, you're just basically walking around while the killing happens for you. So, at least with bosses, uh, you know, it might be quicker and, you know, like it might not be as hard as a champ spawn. But, you know, it's definitely more fun in that you have to be involved. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of entry mechanics going on, and each boss is a, a little different. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I think it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, the way they've made the different mechanics for all the bosses is really good. Uh, you know, on ooh, the only other shards that I've played, they create hard boss monsters by giving them 300 Madri or 400 Wrestling and 200 Strength. So... You know, their hardness is just based on the fact that they punch you with 70 HP hits or, you know, they're, they're triple flame striking you. That doesn't really make it a fun encounter. It just makes it a really powerful thing that's attacking you, uh, which is a lot less fun than having to learn the patterns. And, you know, like you don't have to be or have the, the highest geared character to, to go and participate at a boss fight on Outlands if you are smart about the mechanics. So it's definitely more fun that way. Yeah, you guys are probably tackling them with the, the right amount of people. Because uh, sometimes in Beard Brothers, 
we do as well. But then other times, like everyone's on and there's 20 of us and it, it zergs right down. It's definitely more fun when there's like I don't know, 10 people on a boss or, or less. And same with the mini. If there's like four or five, that's when it's the most fun. Once it starts getting zerg, you just show up and you blink and the thing's dead. Oh, absolutely. In an ideal world, you'd kind of be able to bring as few people as you could and actually enjoy how hard one of those fights can be rather than having to account for the fact that, you know, like even we have days where you have a bucket load of people rock up to a mini and it's just blasting them down. It's like, okay, well, that was cool. Uh, you know, we'll split our three terrible skill scrolls and uh, poison cores and, and call it a day. And, you know, you're obviously having to account for the fact that you should get raided by any number of guilds. Or, uh, you know, yeah, I, what, what's I, fun. Have you guys and, done any, any raiding yourselves? Sorry? Have you guys done any raiding yourselves, like a, like dropped on other guilds? And- oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've, we've done plenty, but we also got done a couple of doozies as well. Uh, yeah, definitely got done a couple. <laughs> nice. Uh, we, we've got an immense amount of community questions. So we're just going to move to those early and, and kind of weave in and out of these. Uh, some of them are topics. Some of them are, are pretty funny. Yep. Uh, I, we'll start with a good one uh, I, <laughs> that I want to know from Weavis. Uh, when you flush a toilet, what direction does the water spin? Does water even spin in a toilet? As far as I'm aware, <laughs> yeah. it literally goes down into the bowl, splashes around a little bit, and then just like goes. Like I have never seen a spinny water toilet in my life. Okay, so you can't confirm or deny that it it goes counterclockwise. I actually can't because uh, I don't know why I checked this one day, but I don't see any spin. All I see is <laughs> just just this big like splush of water in the bowl, and and that's about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, how do you put up with Zoldik and Bertlison? That I mean, That's from CLX. <laughs> All right. So shall we uh, combine this with? Uh, I think it's down the bottom. Yeah. As oh, well. we got a couple of them. Yeah, a couple, couple let's Zoldark see. ones. Um, <laughs> nobody has almost broken more alliances in our guild than Zoldike. Um, <laughs> he does a really good job of accidentally cleaning up. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I like uh, I, I like my pronunciation better. Zoldik. There you go. <laughs> Zoldik probably oh, yeah. sounds how it's even spelled. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, he gets Zoldik every once in a while as well. And a couple other different names. Um, I mean, they're both really great people. <laughs> Zoldik gets really trigger happy at times. Um, and he just likes to fight. Uh, which which is great. No, uh, I don't actually have to put up with anyone in my guild. Uh, Zoldyke and Bert listed especially are uh, two of the originals. Uh, you know, and they're both trusted officers. So they're very good people, both of them. Yeah, uh, this is probably, because this is definitely a case of uh, when you're playing with someone and they're on your side, they're a lot more fun. And people are usually just people. You know, they're cool and, and fun to hang out with. And then... Uh, if someone else in Outlands hates them, well, they're not they're not playing with them every day. Well, I don't think I don't I don't think I possibly am. I don't think there's a single person on the shard that hates Bert. In our guild, he's basically the guild dad. Uh, you know, if anyone scrapes a, you know their toe or uh, bumps their head, Bert will be the one who gets the message and he makes it all better. That's that's what he does. Yeah, uh, he's the peacekeeper. Just an all around nice guy. 
And Zoldyke keeps uh, everyone on their toes and gets everyone out onto the field. Uh, you know, everyone who comes in and wants to get involved with PvP, we get on with Zoldyke and that's it. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't mind a, a cheeky screenshot into the old PvP chat, uh, you know, when we're fighting the pet guys. But, uh, you know, he's never said anything with malice towards anyone. That's all in good fun. Yeah, we got a we got a few for like outside of the guild. So uh, from Zoldi, what top three favorite non-pawn members on Outlands and why? Oh, that's unfortunate. I don't actually really think about non-pawn members at all. Um, <laughs> I don't know if these people. Oh, that is from Zoldi. Oh, we don't really. Um, <sighs> I don't actually. I don't have a top three. I mean that that's unfortunate for everybody outside of the guild, but. Um, I definitely have a bunch of people that I obviously interact with outside of the guild, but um, yeah, my focus the guild. Why would you? <laughs> uh, who's your least favorite pet player, and why is his name Bathing Ape? He's definitely one of the better shit talkers in the PvP chat during our playtime. He uh, he's a great sort. He's um. Who posted that? It was it had to be Shadowstone. Yeah, it's Shadowstone. Yeah, nah. Um, so there's basically like a small group of people that will tend to be on at around the same time in uh, in PvP chat that all just pull the piss out of each other. Shadowstone's obviously there, and and it tends to all center around Bathing Ape. Uh, he 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 has great entertainment value for sure. Uh, so the other thing we have with a lot of these questions is is allies. Who you're who you're going to ally with? Your PVP's on point. Why don't uh, who you're going to ally with next? Um, shit like that. So what what is Pond's stance on on allies and interacting with the uh, the other guilds? Firstly, uh, people saying our PVP's on point. I don't think have been watching us too closely. Um, <laughs> uh, that, that was yeah, that I was think... Carl, Carl Draco, who I, I think is. Known for his taming guide, so I, yeah. Now we you know, yeah we lost every fight we we're in tonight. That was unfortunate. Uh, we we've got our allies in uh, in Anarchy and Lube, and uh, I mean we basically allied with Anarchy from I think about day one of the Shard or whenever we both actually had guilds. Uh, we used to fight each other back on Renaissance, and. Um, when we came across, we decided that, you know, we'd make an anarchy, uh, a renaissance, like, you know, a, a great team and uh, keep it, you know, in the shard, so to speak. Um, when they with uh with Wreck for a little bit, but as soon as they came back, you know, we're back with them and anarchy will basically be our main ally uh, going forward for... Uh, yeah, you know, uh, until one of us doesn't play anymore, and um, and you know, and that's pretty much where it is. We're also allied with another guild or uh, called Loop, who you know a lot of them played with us back on Renaissance as well between uh, Pwn and Anarchy, and that that's pretty much where we're at for now. Um, we don't really want to go making a whole bunch of alliances, even if it doesn't work in our favor all the time. We'd prefer that there's people to fight. It, it's it's just more fun that way, you know. We've we've all got friends uh, across the shard that aren't in our guild, but um, I, it gets kind of boring when everyone is green, and we're not really uh, we're not really looking to get there. Yeah, if you green everybody up, there's there's no one left to interact with in a meaningful way, other than hey, let's buddy up. 
which can get pretty uninteresting. Yeah, and like you've already mentioned, most guilds can already field a good, you know, 15 to 20 to do bosses and all that kind of stuff. Like, there's only so many things you actually need to go green for. Um, so, yeah, definitely not on the cards. Yeah, we even even Beard Brothers, we we have one ally that's up, and there's not really much point to go elsewhere. We have a lot of friends, of course, but, you know, to get uh, that close interaction, there's, there's not a lot of need for it. There's uh, there's too much going on. No, um, I, I don't know about a lot of the other guilds. I mean, a lot of people... Uh, seem to get upset when they die like we don't it's it's all in good fun uh you know and we're happy having fun with everybody on the shard that wants to whether it's you know teaming up every now and again or just going out onto the field and killing each other yeah well you guys have the right attitude too you know just just talking about the game in that in that manner is uh makes you fun to interact with you're not out there to ruin everyone's day endlessly you know no absolutely not so um you know we want to have our own fun but at the same token if other people you know it's not like i don't get irked when we lose like i think everybody does you know everybody's got that competitive streak where they want to win um but you know you can't always can't always always lose everyone needs to win every now and again so you know like we don't want to we definitely don't want to put people in a situation where they don't want to play anymore because, you know, they're not actually having fun. That's that's not what, uh, you know, I, I, I'd like for us to be about. So uh, here, Here's a good from from, uh, from El Horno. He says, what are the future goals upon thoughts on mini-boss camming before and after the custodian standalone mini-room change? So it's kind of a two-parter there, I guess. Yep. Um, so I've, I've actually been really lazy, well, at the moment, um, kind of busy with work, so I've been neglecting all my GM duties, so, uh, for now, my, my short-term goal is just to get back on top of everything I'm meant to be doing for the guild, um, excuse me, long-term, I'd like to keep recruiting every Australian or Oceanic time zone, uh, person that we can, uh, you know, just, just make sure that, that everybody that comes on has as many people to play with as they can. And I, I'm looking, or I'd like to expand into the European time zone as well. Like I, I, I do hear a lot of European players saying that they just don't have people to play with. So you know, if we can provide the same thing for the you know, European and UK time slot that we do for uh, the Australians and the Kiwis and, and everyone else, then uh, I'd be happy with that. Uh, in regards to the boss and the mini boss camming, uh, I think we kind of... Maybe when we first heard about the camming, we're, we're a bit like, oh, bloody hell, look at these guys camming the bosses. And then we're like, bugger it, we'll do it too. So, you know, we started camming the bosses. And we're doing a bucket load of them. Because, you know, there's not that many people up during our time zone. Uh, now that they've made the changes, we, we haven't really been doing it anymore. Um, and we haven't really been doing a lot of minis and, and bosses and all that kind of stuff lately. So I, I think it made us lazy. Uh, and we probably got to change our attitudes from uh, how we had it before. It's probably for the best, but uh, it definitely requires you to be more involved than we are at the moment. Yeah, I think the way you do it now is you sit outside the room and you uh, you, know, you stealth up there, and then you you kind of poke in, get get the timer, and then you poke back out. And that's that's <sighs> definitely macroable, I guess, but it's a lot harder. 
That's just as ridiculous, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it, you may as well be camming the boss from inside the freaking room. So, you know, well, if they're going to... When you walk in, too, like the, the custodians will sit there and they'll unstealth you. It's, it's, it's definitely better. I mean, it takes more work. I don't think it's as, as AFK-ish as a, a system without this, you know. This definitely still takes someone at the computer a little bit. Well, I think there's uh, definitely a lot of people who are good with macros that could automate it, you know. Um, even if you walk yeah, in probably. stealth, every step you could just add, if you're in Steam, an if-hidden uh, rule, you know, and then instantly you'd know if you've been uh, detected by the custodian and you can just start walking out. Just just any number of, of ridiculous things that you can do with the client that, uh, yeah, it, it's still, it'd still be really easy to macro if you put your mind to it. And that just kind of makes it, Easier for the people who are good with macroing to access and harder for the people who are just getting into it, uh, which I suppose has always been the case with Ultima Online, so nothing new there. Uh, here's another one from El Honor. Like, uh, why are you struggling so much to get top damage on boss results? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, Well, I actually went and uh, respect my tamer to be uh, wrestling... <laughs> <laughs> wrestling and resist and then i turned him red so he doesn't always have aspect sometimes he just gets targeted if there's other people there uh and also because i'm a mage and i heal my teammates whereas el horno when he's on top he just is like oh look that guy's dying oh sorry i'm flame striking already couldn't get you and he really much just moves on with his life <laughs> yeah that's awesome uh let's see here uh, here's one from Jaden. uh what do you uh what do you, what would you like to see for PVM going forward? I think personally the best thing that we could see to come uh going forward for PVM is actual I mean obviously you got the bosses and that kind of stuff for for group content, but I'd like to see all day everyday group content. So, you know, there's there's basically nothing that you can farm now that you need two people for or three people or four people. Um and that, that, I mean, that's great for people who like to solo, but, you know, for guilds who want to play together, it, it's not that fun. Um, I know personally I'd do a lot more farming if we could do it in a group. You know, if there's actual dungeon floors where you had to be in a group, I think that would actually be the best thing possible at the moment for PVM. Yeah, I like it. I think that's their idea with, uh, with, with, uh, Australia level four is to, is to achieve that. We'll see if they they do it. I, I know UO players are 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 brilliant. They find builds that can deal with this shit solo. But even if it's yeah, tuned I mean, that's, to a yeah, that's definitely okay. Those guys can find those builds because you know it's a group dungeon, which means you're going to need a group of PKs to go raid, which means they're going to get killed whenever people decide to actually go PK in the dungeon. Um, you know, so that, that's going to even itself out eventually as well they'll get away half the time they won't get away the other half yeah i mean i definitely missed the beginning days of the shard where you know 10 of us would run through and we all were low aspect and or not or non-aspect even and it was still a little challenging you know at this point now that people are even tier six or, or finished with their builds you don't really need like two people is all you need to do anything you want or one person for sure once you get two then stuff gets pretty easy. And then now if you were to try to stroll in with, you know, five, six, eight people, you're just going to steamroll everything and, you know, you can wake up in 30 minutes and your dungeon run's done. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I, I, I really think the most fun I had on the Shard was the first month, for sure. 
I I don't know what it is about struggling from the start. Um, you know, and the skills, yeah, you know, even though they're not too bad, they definitely took a lot uh, longer to get to, uh, you know, an acceptable level, uh, compared to my last shards. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. That, that initial struggle was definitely, uh, was, was different and, and it was really fun. So something that could, uh, you know, bring that, that sort of struggle back would definitely, definitely, uh, be appreciated. Uh, let's see, uh, from Rad. How do you feel about being one of the top guilds on Outlands, but being relatively unknown to most of the community due to your playtime? <laughs> so you're doing cool things, uh, and you're recruiting people in your time zone, but it also kind of like buries your prestige a little bit because no one, uh, no one interacts with you or less people interact. Um, still pretty much interact with, with just about everybody. I'm okay with it, I guess, Rad. Like, uh, he's, uh, a follow up from him. Do you even lift? How much can you squat? I, I, you know, I lift and I don't know how much I squat. I haven't done it for a while. So probably not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I live too. Uh, although I haven't squatted in a, in a while. I think I squatted two weeks ago. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, uh, hurt my lower back a while ago. So I've been giving it a rest. Uh, let's see. What is the main concern for Pawn and UOO? That's from Seaboy. Mm. I guess the main concern I have is that uh, there's still things for every one of my members to do uh, going forward. Um, you know, if other guilds or, you know, if there's a drop-off in activity in our time zone and, you know, like the PvP guys start missing out, uh, you know, can't play the way that they want to, that would be my main concern. You know, I, I'd like for all of our members to be able to do and play how they want, whenever they want. So I, I guess the population around our time zone would be my main concern going forward. Yeah, that's, that's a good one too. Uh, there's only so much you can do, right? You can't... Well, exactly. Well, I, mean, I guess you can try to recruit players uh, outside of Outlands, but you are, you are kind of limited with the box you're, you're dealt, or the hand you're dealt. Correct. And, you know, it's not like... Uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. Yeah, most of the players that come to the Shard will be American-based, and that's just the way it is. Uh, I don't think there's anything that they could possibly change that fact. Um, so, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, that's why it's def- definitely the, a concern. Uh, from Clyde, what is our pond's greatest weakness weaknesses? I would say PvP would be one of our <laughs> biggest wit- uh, weaknesses. <laughs> uh, definitely. Uh, we have a lot of fun out there, but um, we, <laughs> we, aren't, we aren't exactly like this uh, big powerhouse. Um, but we have fun doing it. Yeah, Bit Brothers is not either. Uh, but I think just uh, just diving in alone will kind of deal with a lot of the riffraff here. So we've got we've got a group of like five or six of us that like go out and do okay. You know, we're not at elite level or anything, but I think just being willing to interact with that side of the game will will get you somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a bunch of fun. So I didn't really get involved in PvP on my last shot. Wasn't interested. Um, you know, we got into it here and, and I'm having great fun with it. So yeah, um, I think everybody should definitely start getting involved, no matter how terrible you, uh, he's got a a follow-up question. How did a small guild like Pond come to acquire an an entire island? That'd be awesome if we, if we owned the entire spots on land was, uh, were taken when I went looking for a house. 
So I borrowed a boat, opened up Mapper, and I just uh, I just went in and uh, <laughs> sailed around to all the islands. Um, so basically, when it was time for me to to get my first house, I ran around to all the good overland spots, and they were all taken. You know, we didn't have a plan like most of the big beta guilds to get the Moongate houses and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, a, a friend had a boat and I just went sailing to all the islands. And we, I found the least occupied island. I only had two other houses on it. Uh, and it's it pretty big too. It's, it's a decently sized island. Um, we've got a lot of people that live there. Just started putting houses down and filling the place up. It was really difficult at first. We had, I think... Uh, Four or five people that were trying to fill it up um, and just hoping that nobody else found the island while we did it. And we got pretty lucky, pretty lucky. Yeah, then once you got your foothold, then then you're kind of watching all the time. So if someone else happened to place, you can buy them out later on or, you know, watch IDOX better, shit like that. There's only one dude at the moment that's on the island um, besides us. So, yeah, we, we did really well. And I just, I, I thought it would just be a really great idea to uh, just have this entire area where everyone can just sort of chill as a guild and you know, everyone sort of lives together and, you know, just, just increase that uh, sense of community that everybody has and, and that'll hopefully uh, keep people around them playing. Yeah, I think it does work a little bit. You can have uh, communities and, and uh, players usually like to put their houses around each other. We've got uh, Burton Zoldyke. They, they live across from each other and Bert often likes to stare out the window at Soldike and uh, just, just keep an eye on what he's doing. <laughs> we, had a, we had a guy that used to stealth into houses and like secretly watch, watch them. <laughs> <laughs> and we found out about it. <laughs> so we, uh, we called him out on it one day. I'm like, dude, what, what the fuck? What are you doing? He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm just keeping tabs on everybody. He wouldn't do anything harmful or anything, but. That is excellent. That is excellent. Ah. I, I think that's all I got, man. Uh, it's been it's been great to have you on. I don't know anything else you want to you want to talk about or hit up. Uh, no, I'm really boring like that. I've, I don't have much to add. Um, oh, no, no, don't don't, don't don't undersell yourself. Uh, I, you know, hang on a second. Oh, the mascot. Oh, for fuck's oh, sake! You, you know yeah, it's only you, Zoldyke. Know the, you have to be the mascot. He said, he said it's not him. <laughs> You, not you. Who, who else is going to be? Well, no, yeah. Obviously, we got Quinn. I oh, shit. How good looking Biff is. Yeah, he- yep. <laughs> I believe he is possibly. Well, he's our um, pones and possibly the shards' most good looking man. In El Horno's own words, I believe having a jawline like that should be illegal. Oh yeah. Okay. I have his. Uh, I have his avatar pulled up. Yeah, that's a good looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, if someone was yeah. going to talk about the mascot of of PWN, it'd have to be the most mouthy member, wouldn't it? It would. It would have to be the little chihuahua arcing up at everybody after every fight. Zoldyke, you? Yep. Yep. So we got it's a running between Biff and uh, and Zoldy. <laughs> oh, oh, and then now they're got, trying to say Bert. It's Bert. It, so everyone wants to know the actual decision. Already. Which he's one is it? Because they're all they're all fighting for this. He's definitely the oldest. All right, man. I, I'm man. I'm glad you hopped on. I'm glad we finally made uh, made time to to meet up and talk. It was it was earlier for me, but I think it's worth it. And uh, people definitely want to know what all you crazy Australians or, or oceanic time zone people were 
we're up to on the shard. So, so thanks for making the time to, to hop on here and talk to me today, man. Not a problem, mate. Uh, hope we get some good editing out of this. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm good at that. It'll it'll be all nice and clean when we're done. <laughs> You'll sound great. <laughs> uh, easy done. I appreciate you waking up super early um, and and jumping on with us. It'll be good to have uh, some exposure for us poor Australians. Maybe now people will know who we are. Yeah, I'm just glad we have a, we have a uh, awesome shard to play this great game, and uh, that, you know that keeps us here, you know, month week after week. So so th- thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yep, not a problem, mate. All right. Yeah, so if you want to go to our website, insideoutlands.com, join our Discord, get updates, uh, listen live. Like Pond's got 20 guys in here listening to this match for some reason. So, uh, you know, anytime we hop on live, you can, you can join us and check us out. See you all in two weeks. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.